We are the Love Jays, and you're listening to Married Millennials. A conversation about being young, in love, and navigating life one student loan payment at a time. I'm Joy. I'm Justin. Let's get to it. Thank you for tuning in to Married Millennials. On today's show, we're going to talk about the secret sauce. All the ingredients we use to make our relationship work. Eight years and counting. Yes, or have used, I would say. Eight years. Gosh, that's a long time. When you're only 27 and 26, eight years seems like a long time. That's literally 30% of my life. Yeah, and the, the majority of adulthood, all of adulthood. Yeah. Yep. You better be glad I love you. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> oh, so rude. But you better be glad I love you. Well, I know you do. <laughs> my boo. A couple weeks ago, I was visiting the Mac counter in my neighborhood, Macy's, and I met a woman named Denise. And Denise wanted to know what the secret to Justin and I's long relationship has been. I mean, long for our age, granted. But yeah, I mean, just nowadays, especially people of our age group, you just don't hear about eight-year relationships. Usually it's at three, four. And that's exactly what she said. She said, you know, you don't really hear that. You know, most people are just struggling to go on a good date. <laughs> like, it's true. It's, it's hard. Tough. I would say you hear three, four, very few times you hear five, and then six, seven is almost unheard of, which is which is sad, but it's it's, it's a reality. that That's definitely true in today's world. Yeah, when I say eight years, people like back up almost like, oh, okay, you got this. <laughs> we try. Yeah, we do. So when Denise asked me, I pondered it for a little bit. What has really made this work? And the one thought that kept circling back was respect. We have a respect for one another and we always have. We don't cross a certain line. I don't think I have never intentionally pressed the disrespect button on Justin <laughs> and he has never pressed it on me. So I think that's that's the number one thing that I would say for me, is respect. Yeah, and, and, and with respect to it, there comes more with that. And, and I think the biggest thing... Yeah, uh, it in, encompasses in, a lot. In addition to respect, I think I look at it as a twofold, is respect and communication. Mm-hmm. So when you communicate openly, I think it eliminates the potential avenues of disrespect. Yeah. For the first real three and a half years of our relationship, we were in college. I didn't plan on being in a relationship in college. And I think every six months, there was a frustration for me to just like, I want to get out of this relationship. Right. I want to get out of this relationship. And I'd bring it up and somehow Joy would just talk me <laughs> off the ledge and, you know, and, and and we would work it through. Yep. But it was because of that communication pattern. I would say, look, like I'm just frustrated. I didn't want to do this. I like you. And granted, <laughs> I wasn't looking for a relationship either. I didn't go to school thinking, oh, like I'm going to find a man. I thought the opposite of that. I was like, oh, it's me time. And I will say I could feel it coming because part of, especially for women, I think we're very, very sensitive to nonverbal communication. And I wouldn't know when our six month <laughs> chat was coming. I'm like, okay, he's getting there. He's getting there. So probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll have another talk. So mind you, while he's probably having a mental breakdown all to <laughs> himself, I'm like looking at my watch, like three, two, one, here it is. So I was always very prepared for his talk. So I was able to remain very calm 
Man, are we that predictable, or women, are you guys just that intuitive? I'd say a little bit of both. Oh, <laughs> man, not the, not the answer that I wanted to hear. It's, it's so funny. On a quick sidebar, this man, you think you're just so sly, and like, oh, yeah, nobody knows what's going down. And I feel like women always know anything and everything when it comes to the people that are close to them, not even just relationships. If you think about my mother. You, you can feel it. Women's intuition is a really real thing i and you know what i'm not gonna say men don't have it too but i think you're more likely to just ignore it ignoring is, is a thing that that i enjoy <laughs> to do but but back to the, the the respect notion that you talked about i remember when joy and i first got together we laid a groundwork of just basic things that we did and did not like growing up my father used to pluck me in my head when i was a child if i did something yes, wrong and so till this damp. day I do not like my head or face touched. Even if we're in a if we're playing, if it's it's just fun and games, mm-hmm. my head is literally off limits, and that just comes from my father who used to pluck me in my head. Mm-hmm. And very early in our relationship, Joy had did something, and just plucked me in my head, and it sent me back 15 years. And I calmly just stopped, <laughs> and I looked at her dead in her eyes, and I said, "Don't ever <laughs> touch my head again." I was like, oh, noted, okay. And it was, and it was in all seriousness. And, yeah, and it's it, a trigger. And, it wasn't even, you weren't even mad no, at it wasn't me. Even it was mad. like, that's a line for me. And that was it. And yeah. I can say since that day. I don't touch her head. She's not touched my head. I don't, because I know it's a fight. Like, And, 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 and this can sound so minimal. Yeah. But when you think about each significant other, each person, we all have our little quirks that we do and do not like. Mm-hmm. Disrespect is high on my priority list. Mine too. And it's not even just in relationships, at the workplace, mm-hmm. within my friendships and social circles. I poke fun at everyone. I jab at everyone. People jab at me. I love to joke. But we, there's always a, a line that, that has to be walked. And I, once I feel disrespected, I go from zero to 200. Because yep. my natural dis- disposition is zero to 100. Joy and I have done a very, very good job of really identifying what are those things that, that we just cannot tolerate. Mm-hmm. And making sure that we act accordingly with one another's... Right. and communicate about it. Say, hey, don't do this. This is a thing for me. And it, it, it does take the guesswork out, so I will agree with you that communication obviously is high up there. So saying, hey, I will or will not tolerate X, Y, and Z. And then also A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, if you see a seed of an issue, cut it down before it comes a tree. <laughs> there's, there's no point. And I will Cut say, it down. I was not like this at all. I used to fester. I mean, I still have problems and festering yeah. in festering and how I'm feeling. But Joy has been really, really good. And if there's a problem, let's bring it to it. Because most of the big issues that you face in relationships are always a combination of small things or one small thing that's festered for a long time. Right. And then it turns yep. into a really big deal. So if you can eliminate all those by saying, here, here's the, the, the root source. Mm, I don't like that. And you can address it. No, not the root, the seed. The seed. Exactly. Get not, the seed. Not even Dig the root. Don't, e- don't, even, Throw it don't away. even let the root grow. Yes. So you can get right to the seed. You're like, okay, well, you eliminated so many additional problems that could have come from that. And this is another big topic, patience. We really need to have a lot more patience with one another. It's very easy to get irritated by another person. Because I'm so guilty. Justin, I'm not even ugh. I'm not even going to pretend we that I can stand on my soapbox talks. and say that <laughs> yeah. I am patient in relationships. No. I I cannot. No. I would be lying to you. I'd be lying to everyone <laughs> watching and everyone listening. 
My patience is awful. I always say Justin was born an 80-year-old man. He's very grumpy. He just I, has it's a, my natural disposition. He's grumpy. Um, but like not, I'm not a negative person. No. I mean, the way you're saying he's that, not, he's you, grumpy. You like I'm the are. worst to be around. You just, he grumbles. And then he walks. Like you, if you were to see him in person, he kind of bends at the waist a little bit. I'm sorry that I'm disproportionate. <laughs> hey. And my torso is three times as short as my legs. Really True story. Is. I have a friend of mine who's five foot one. And if the two of us sit down against a wall, she's taller than me. Yep. She's yeah, five just, one. Yeah. I'm six four. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you okay, guys. Okay, but so what it's does that have to fault. do? But the fact that you act like an old man and you walk like one too. Uh, you were born 80. I was not born eight. Whatever. 80. I digress. Yeah. I was like, let, let me have this. Okay? I will let you have it because you're not the only one that said it. But Everyone sometimes says I like to it. think I'm cooler than an 80 year old. There's nothing wrong with 80 year olds. You guys are cool too. Yeah, I think so. I'm like, I'm a, like a 60. Patience. Patience. Yes. Okay. Patience. <laughs> patience. So anyway, patience is one of those things where it's tricky because you have to decide what to be patient about. I hate to say patience is conditional, but I think it almost needs to be. So let me explain. If you're being patient about somebody cheating on you, right? Like, I don't think infidelity is something that you need to remain patient about because <laughs> that's just disrespectful, right? Like, if, if somebody is doing something to the detriment of your relationship consistently and without regard to how it makes you feel or what it's going to do to you guys in the long run, that's not something you need to be patient about. But when somebody is in there really attempting to have a loving, respectful, communicative relationship with you, that's when the patience needs to be applied. Because even once you guys get on the same page, as far as those things go, it takes time to really to polish those skills it takes time to polish those skills and the perfect example of this is when joy and i got together it became official when i was 19 and she was 18 hashtag legal yeah and I, <laughs> correct. that is funny because i met him when i was 17 and i mean no one was touching no, me no, again no, no one wanted to like Nobody was playing flirt with that. me nothing so that's not a game so justin was not feeling me not at all at first but those first Three and a half years of our relationship while we were in college, I would say Joy was incredibly patient in my development. Mm -hmm. And there was things I just needed to learn. I was maturing from a boy to a man. I was learning who I was as a person, things I didn't like, things I liked. I had some self-identity issues, some friendship issues. I didn't really like where I was attending school, which but that, that ended up changing in, in, in the later years. But there was just a lot of frustration, both socially and internally that I was dealing with. And Joy did a really good job of of separating, okay, this is a Justin issue and this is a Justin and Joy issue mm -hmm. and would massage each one accordingly and wouldn't say, okay, well, this Justin issue is affecting our relationship. Well, and technically you can't separate the two and because I'm in the relationship. But, but you, you can. I think that's actually a very good point because there are certain things, that, and that's a, a, a sub point, is there are some things that you can't help your partner with. Some things they have to do on their own. And that is an area in which patience is applied. And it can be passive patience. Is that what I'm looking for? The word I'm looking for? Yeah, it's passive. Yeah, like active, a yeah. active. Passive. Just kind of passive patience. Like you don't need to worry about that one. 
Patience also evolves as your relationship grows. Now I'm not patient with, or I don't have to be as patient with, you know, Justin and Joy issues. It's more like being patient with our stage in life because now we're newlyweds. So now it's like, it's being patient in aspects of our careers or, you know, finances. It's a different kind of patience. Certainly. And you talked about earlier saying, yes, you can't change certain aspects about individuals, but you can help facilitate that change within certain individuals. And there is a patience that requ- that's required throughout that growth process. For example, the biggest thing to me is organization. It's my highest priority. That is very much Joy's lowest priority. It's lower on the scale. Oh, it's definitely lowest. I like organization, but if I can choose between writing and like organizing my closet, I'm going to write. It's just such an exaggeration. <laughs> I'm not even going <laughs> to attempt to acknowledge. It's or, it's the or lowest. anything else. It is the if I could lowest. Choose between anything exactly. Else. <laughs> if you could choose between blinking, you would blink more <laughs> than than organize. And for the last few yeah. months, I have been extremely frustrated because my house is a complete and utter mess. And since we've moved in together, and Joy not has, dirty, not since, dirty. Since Messy. we've moved in together, Joy has always known my level of of, of neatness and organization. Everything has a place, mm-hmm. from how where the toothpaste is put back, the seasonings in the cabinet, the bowls and how they're stacked, mm-hmm. shoes and where they put back in the closet. Everything has a place, and Joy just completely disregards everything. She walks into the house, throws her bag on the floor, takes her shoes off, throws her shoes on the floor, will throw her backpack on the kitchen table, will leave her keys somewhere else, will leave her wallet somewhere else. This is therapy for him. Will get her a cup of water, leave the cup of water there, grab another cup and put some juice in it, then grab a bowl and put some food in that and leave all of that just out. So then I walk into the house. That and really I, does happen. I'm upset because I can't defend myself. And I walk I into the house. Defense. There's four pairs of shoes all over the place, bags, littered, bowls, cups. And I'm just like, babe, please, can you pick this up? And I would say when we first started living together, it was slow. I was a little more patient because I understood that joy was very different in this capacity. But as the years have, have, have continued to go on, my patience is... But let me explain is, to you. It's slightly reducing. I live in my head. I live in my head. Like, I mean, most people do, I guess. But I'm just constantly thinking. And I do have ADHD, genuinely. So my brain, by the time I pick put something down, I'm not thinking about picking it up. I put it down. I, ha- I don't even realize I put it down because I'm thinking about the ice cream I had last week and how the week after that... Or how next week I want to see a unicorn. I don't know. Like, it's just, I can't even explain to you truly. I wish you could just live a day in my head. But because of that, I don't even realize I'm doing it. But I will tell you, when I hear that door opening and Justin... (laughs) It's coming home. See, that's a shame. I do because I so and it, I because so it blows my all mind. of a sudden I'm yeah. thinking, 
I left this out and I left that out and, and I didn't is, do this and, and I this didn't is do what that. blows my I'm mind. Like, so no. how is me coming home become a trigger point? It's so a in, trigger. In a in a two second instance, you can identify twenty things that are out of place. But other than but that, other than I'm that, not you can't thinking do it. about it. No, I'm not thinking about it. It's gone. I mean, it's gone. By the time I put it down, I'm on to the next three things. I haven't. I don't consciously think of it, but it's. I don't know how to explain this it. This goes back to the respect thing. Respect is important. <laughs> and she's really been disrespecting my life <laughs> for the last this, few years. No, and I will be honest, but, I've been very frustrated for the last few months. And I recently just brought back, it up. Yes. Like, I mean, real recently. Like, I've, I've genuinely been frustrated yeah. for the last couple months because my house is But I'm going to work on it. And I told him, I said, the dishes. When we load the dishwasher. Don't even get me started on the kitchen. No. And this is the thing. So if the dishwasher is full. I would like to choose between either putting the dishes away or washing the dishes. And let me tell you why. Justin, he's he's being mild about his organization. He's it's intense. So <laughs> it's very intense. I, I mean, we are exact opposites when it comes to polar this. opposites, polar opposites. He has a system to put it mildly. <laughs> so when I'm putting things away from the dishwasher, I have anxiety because I want to put everything in the spot that Justin wants it. So I have to think really hard every time I'm putting stuff away. That's not enjoyable for me. I don't like that. Okay. Nope. Don't even try. Okay, no, I, no, this no. is my turn. Okay. My turn. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, when I'm putting things away, I'm having to think about it. It's a stressful situation for me. And then on top of that, I got to spend all the time to wash dishes too. So I told Justin, I said, listen, why don't we create a system where whoever's putting away the dishes isn't washing dishes and whoever's washing the dishes isn't putting away the dishes. That would help me out because a lot of times I don't wash dishes because the dishwasher is full and I don't want to go through the stress <laughs> of having to put them away. It is a stressful situation for me. I'm not joking. Washing dishes and household chores is going to be saved for another episode. I, I'll spend another 30 <laughs> minutes just talking about the kitchens. So I, I can't even go into this. But I will say is systems make the world go round. Everything that is successful operates on a system. Everything. From businesses to relationships, everything is on a system. I know. Everything that's successful You're is right. on a system. You're so right. So how can my system that is proven to be effective... But Justin, listen, here's the thing about systems. Go, you, just ignore You it. have yours and I have mine. I have a system. No, you don't it's have a system. You don't I have do a system. I do have a system. It's just a different system. A system called M-E-S-S. <laughs> Mess. That's, that's the system. There is but no system. But I'm happy system. in my system. My system's fine. See, she said, I'm happy. I'm happy in that system while I'm suffering and dying a slow death. Right. And and so we have to meet each other halfway. We can't just do your system either. Your system's not going to work for me. We know that. We've talked about that. And you add like, you know, the but dogs made, on top of that. Yeah. You want me to keep up with your system that's already stressing me out? No. <laughs> You've got to you've got to chill out, and I've got to stress out. Exactly. There, <laughs> there's got to be a middle point. And yeah. right now, there's been not even a step towards the middle point. We did it. I did attempt to step towards the middle for a while, but then you kept cursing me out. So then I stopped. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I give up because I would be trying really hard to fix. You know, I would fix, you know, the sofa pillows and like stack some books nicely in our living room. And Justin be like, hey, what are those shoes doing in that corner right there? <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? I give up. I'm done. And did I did I not try for a long time? 
Did you not I'm not going to say a long trying. time. No, I'm not going to say a long time. I I'm going to say I you just, gave yourself an effort. I, I, I'd say since we've been married, you've done a m- absolute miserable job. I will give you marriage, yes. But no, I needed that's to, been seven months. So. I need to, de- I need to so, decompress so, from all that just so you guys, Just so you guys know, oh, for a long time, this has been seven months of just complete rebellion. Okay, but let me also tell you that wedding planning was stressful. The, and the events that ensued were stressful. I needed to decompress for a very long So we're now in a seven-month decompression. Yes. I probably need 366 days because it's a leap year. So give that to me. You're my husband. Be patient. I am being patient. And see, we're communicating Patience. about it. It always works. You can always, there's always a silver lining. <laughs> so through this frustration, we are still communicating in some form or fashion. Yeah. And you have to bring it up. I think the other side of communication is that you don't have to necessarily agree either. You should compromise, but you don't have to leave a conversation feeling like, okay, I'm going to get exactly what I want. They're going to get exactly what they want to. That's not how it works. And of course, you're not going to agree on everything your partner says or does or wants you to do. No. But in that journey of relationship, there's a compromise mm-hmm. that makes things work. And that leads us into into our next point, which is compromise. Aside from respect, aside from communication, compromise has probably been the biggest factor mm-hmm. in our success. Mm-hmm. Growing up, my father always told me, you know, they've been married for, for 30 years and when I said, Pops, how have you guys made it work? And I'll never forget him saying this. He said, I let my ego die at the altar. Mm-hmm. And that just resonated with me profoundly. And he said this before we even got married. Mm-hmm. I would say this was probably a few years ago when he told me that. And that just had a forever lasting effect on how I looked at my relationship. Is I cannot have an ego in this, in, in this thing. Yeah. You, you can't. And, and, and joy can't have an ego. Egos and relationships are like oil and water. They cannot mix and, and, and be successful. I agree with that. I'm, You know, as far as ego goes on, and I won't say every woman is the same with this, but I, I haven't really had trouble checking my ego, I don't think, or, or pride even. I, I think situations in which I probably would be prideful haven't presented themselves you know i think women are more inclined than men to be successful in relationships by nurture you guys have been groomed to constantly sacrifice the ego out the door (laughs) always and 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 this is not a a a a talking down anything no i agree I, i i mean there's a lot of things that i think women are groomed to do and some to our benefit and others to our detriment. You know, there's a whole talk on women being sorry all the time. I can't tell you how many times I say sorry and I don't need to say sorry, but it's one of that thing of, you know, kind of taking somebody else's, well, putting somebody else's well being ahead of yours. They run into you, but it's like, oh, sorry. You know, I'm more concerned about you than me. It's that same thing. We're, we're very much groomed to put others ahead of ourselves, others' needs ahead of ourselves. We're groomed to take care of. Yeah, and, and I would and I would say that that both of us have have compromised equally. But if you would look at it, and if you speak to a lot of my male friends, it's like, man, Jay, you've compromised so much to make this relationship right, work because it's not expected of it, you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're not. I'm not supposed to do X, Y, and Z, or. Mm-hmm. She's not supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And it's, you, you, if you're getting in this 
this battle of what a man's supposed to compromise between what a woman's supposed to compromise, you're going to find yourself in a, in a very messy situation. Mm -hmm. The truth of the matter is if you want to make it work, if you want to make anything work in life, it re it's going to require sacrifice and it's going to mm -hmm. require compromise. And when you say compromise, I'm not saying compromise your morals, compromise your values, compromise your religion, compromise your faith. Th that's not what we're saying. It, it, it's compromise those little things that you may not like or she may not like or things that rub you the wrong way. Nothing that's at your core. Nothing that is who, nothing that is part of who makes you who you actually are. But if it's something as simple as, you're playing video games all day and you know that that bothers your partner say hey let's give me a two-hour window where i play video games and then that's it that's a compromise you don't completely quit playing video games but you also cut down on the time and we also really need to talk about the little green monster that is jealousy that is another thing that needs to be checked at the door at the door don't bring that mess into your relationship jealousy will ruin everything mm -hmm. joy is a very strong-willed independent confident woman and she's also a very beautiful woman thank you baby <laughs> i'm very confident in who i am as, as a person and i've never put limitations on what joy can and cannot do mm -hmm. with hanging out with friends of the opposite sex going places i've never been that guy because mm -hmm. i've trusted who my woman is to go out and, and respect me and my relationship because most often times if you are jealous of something it's an insecurity that you're facing and you're projecting correct. that onto somebody else that is correct it, jealousy is a personal problem folks it is not anything and listen there are times where maybe you're feeling jealous because your significant other is indeed acting inappropriately towards a member of the opposite sex. But to that end, that I mean, and that is where the respect factor comes back in. It is so important. If, if you are respecting your relationship, jealousy should be a non-issue. You cannot tell your significant other who they can and cannot hang out with. They if they are respecting you and you if, you, if you are respecting them, should not be hanging out with anyone who genuinely would be a threat to the relationship. But you being jealous about something isn't helping anything ever. Jealousy, I mean, never. I've never known anyone to be like, yep, I got really jealous one day and they just were really happy now. It really worked out. We have a lot of respect and great communication and uh, no one is holding anything in. <laughs> Emotionally, we're in a great place. Jealousy worked out. And, and to your point, you're saying if you're jealous of the way your significant other is hanging out with another person, that's not jealousy. That is anger and frustration that should be communicated and talked about. Yeah. That's not jealousy. Mm -hmm. let, 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 let's clear that. You, 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 you're not jealous. You're upset and you need to figure out why this person feels the need that they can hang out with someone in a more intimate capacity they, they, than they can with me. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you really, you know, really, really got to dig down into the core and find that out real what, issue is. what that issue is really is and i will say too there have been times in the past where justin has had female friends and i bring it up i say hey you know what's the deal with this uh i'm feeling a little uncomfortable about this but it, it by no means am i like don't talk to these girls don't hang out with them but slowly but surely those relationships have phased out they definitely have yeah and the reason why they have is not because i don't 
care for them as friends like I once did. It's your relationship matures. And my wife, if she comes to me and says, I don't like this particular individual for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine reasons. And if one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of those reasons are valid, <laughs> then you probably should adjust accordingly. And yeah. it's, it's no slight to, to, to them as an individual, but it's like, I have to prioritize what is more important, my friendship with you or my relationship with my wife. And that's the other, I think the other issue about dealing with a third party is that they also have to have the respect for you factor going so if you feel as a person that you're hanging out with somebody who doesn't have any respect for your relationship and you know that maybe you ought to scale back a little bit I, that, and I think that that's completely okay and understandable so I would say that those are all the main ingredients respect communication patience compromise check your ego at the door and throw your jealousy in the trash you don't need it anymore and of course there are other small ingredients that make up a very rock solid relationship and i'm interested to see what you guys believe are some other key ingredients to make a relationship work thank you for tuning in to another episode of married millennials be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends also be sure to check out our website lovejays.com and follow us on all the social media platforms you'll see the little social icons right at the top of our website be sure to engage connect with us we want to get to know you guys we'll see you next time